Sci-Fi Fans is the official podcast of science fiction author W.A. Blinko. Before today's episode, I'd just like to mention how this podcast is made. Thank you so much for listening to that short advert. It really does help this podcast. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hi and welcome to Sci-Fi Fans, the podcast of movie trivia. My apologies that this episode is a little bit later than expected. Today's episode is all about Jurassic Park from 1993. Directed by Steven Spielberg, the screenplay was written by David Coop, based on the book by Michael Chilton. Samuel Neill and Laura Dern with Jeff Goldblum take the top billing. Other actors included were Richard Attenborough, Bob Peck, Martin Farrow, Ariana Richards and Samuel Jackson. Jurassic Park won three Oscars. These were for Best Sound, Best Effects and Sound Effects Editing, and finally Best Effects Visual Effects. Produced on a budget of $63 million, Jurassic Park will go on to gross over $1 billion at the worldwide box office, making it the highest grossing film of all time, beating the previous record held and set by E.T., another one of Steven Spielberg's films. Breaking the international box office record is something that Steven Spielberg is quite used to. Believe it or not, the book that Jurassic Park is based on was not even published when Universal Pictures paid the author, Michael Chirrington, $2 million for the rights of his novel. He had demanded a non-negotiable fee of $1.5 million, as well as a substantial percentage of the film's gross. John Williams wrote the film's score at the end of February in 1993 and recorded it the month later. When Ariana Richards auditioned, she had to stand in front of one of the cameras and scream wildly. This was because Steven Spielberg wanted to see how she would relay fear. Richards remembers that apparently later, she heard that Steven Spielberg was watching a few of the girls on tape that had auditioned that day, and she was the only one who ended up waking up his wife who was asleep on the couch. She came running through the hallway to see if her kids were alright, and I think that's probably what prompted Steven Spielberg to give her the part. Now, believe it or not, the hit TV show ER was actually going to be a film by Steven Spielberg. It was in the very early stages of production and uh, Cameron, sorry, Spielberg was just in the early stages of production for the film ER. And it's also another book, or it would have been based on another book by Michael Chilton. When Spielberg heard about Jurassic Park, he subsequently dumped what he was doing to make ER the film. Afterwards, though, after making Jurassic Park, that is, he returned to ER and helped develop it into the hit TV series in 1994. Ariana Richards became so fascinated with dinosaurs that she insisted, well, she assisted the paleontologist Jack Horner, who was an advisor on Jurassic Park, on an actual dinosaur dig in Montana the following summer. I think you would agree with me that Jurassic Park is a masterpiece of filmmaking, but it could have been so much different had James Cameron been able to bid on the rights of the film. Now, I'm not saying that had he have been successful with his bid, that the film would have been any worse or, or any better, but there would have been one major difference. Cameron has stated that his version would have been much more violent, so think aliens, and he has said that this wouldn't have been fair to children who relate to dinosaurs. However, the visual effects were directly influenced by Cameron's Terminator 2 Judgment Day from 1991. The CGI effects get a lot of praise, and rightly so, because they really were cutting edge at the time. But did you realise, when we were around about the hour mark, our characters come across some Triceratops poo? This is in fact not poo, 
but it's uh, surprisingly yeah shocker not poo <laughs> um, but it didn't smell and the reason why it didn't smell is because it was made from clay mud and straw and in order to attract the flies to get them to swarm all over it they drizzled a, a mix of honey and papaya now it's not unusual for accidents to occur on screen and obviously injuries and actors get injured Round about the hour and ten minute mark, Sam Neill accidentally injured his hand lighting one of the flares that he uses to distract the Tyrannosaurus Rex. According to Neil, some of the burning phosphorus dropped from the torch and onto him and got under his watch. The scene where Ariana Richards' character is hiding in the kitchen is reportedly her favourite scene in the film. It took two weeks to film, with the raptors most of the time being a man in a suit. Now, anyone in those suits, they, any of the actors in those suits, could only work for up to 15 minutes at a time in the suit. And this is because of the position of the raptor, that the, the position that the actors were in within that suit, they were bent down in, uh, or bent over in a downhill skiing position, which is very physical. The raptor clicking its toenails on the sideboard was done by a puppeteer walking in prosthetic raptor legs. Um, it's also meant that the uh, the full-size dinosaurs though that we see on screen were all computer generated but most of the scenes which contains just parts of the dinosaur like I just mentioned the kitchen scene were actually filmed using animatronics as well. Jeff Goldblum um, dresses entirely in black or grey for this film and also for Lost World in 1997. In the book, in McKellen, Jeff Goldblum's character, tells Ellis later that he only ever dresses in black and grey so that it minimises the time that he has to think about what he's going to wear. Seth Brundle, Jeff Goldblum's character, gives the same reasoning for this dress code in The, in the Fly, which was released in 1986. And the idea of this from the character's perspective was actually inspired by Albert Einstein. Steven Spielberg turned up at Jurassic Park premiere in one of the uh, Jurassic Park vehicles along with Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum. The special effects were credit credited with creating the most accurate uh, creature and dinosaur effects ever seen on screen at that time. The novel and film generated so much interest in paleontology that there was a record increase in students in the subject in the order um, a lot more people signed up to become paleontologists and, and this was this is credited as a direct result of the film. The, the uh, Tyrannosaurus rex's roar was a combination of sounds of various animals. These were a dog, penguin, tiger, alligator and finally an elephant. On occasions the, uh, the massive T-Rex puppet that they built would malfunction and this was due to rain. Producer Kathleen Kennedy recalled that the T-Rex went into heebie, went into heebie-jeebies, sometimes scaring the crap out of us, which would be like, they would be like eating lunch, and all of a sudden a T-Rex would come alive. At first they didn't know what was happening, and then they realized that it was the rain, and, <laughs> and they just realized this when people started screaming. Author Michael uh, Chirrington developed the character of John Hammond be a very dark kind of like Walt Disney figure. The um, filming was disrupt disrupted. Filming was disrupted due to Hurricane 
Nikkei, the hurricane hit the island where they were all filming and the cast and crew were all required to move down to the ballroom of the hotel, which I think was like one of the basement levels. And when I say everybody, everyone did this, of course, except for Richard Attenborough, who stayed in his room and slept all the way through the entire hurricane. When asked how he could possibly have done this, Attenborough's reply was, my dear boy, I survived the blitz. Now, the two foot tall velociraptors was Steven Spielberg's idea. At this time, they hadn't actually come across any remains of velociraptors being as tall as 10 foot. But Cameron wasn't happy with the original size and wanted them to be more menacing on screen. However, during filming, paleontologists actually uncovered 10 foot tall specimens of raptors and these are called Utah Raptors. Spielberg also wanted the, the dinosaurs to be like a bird, for example, snapping to attention like chickens do. He wanted um, directors, uh, the, he wanted the dinosaurs, particularly the Velociraptors, to turn their heads so that they could look behind them. Th and that was made so that they would have a more scarier appearance. The Mr. DNA cartoon that we see early on in the film was Steven Spielberg's idea, and this was a way of condensing much of the novel's exposition into a few minutes. Um, so there you go, that's where I'm going to wrap up this episode of Sci-Fi Fans. I hope you've enjoyed listening to me today talk to you about one of my favourite films. And yeah, with uh, I think the third part of the Jurassic World franchise, the new Jurassic World franchise being released very soon, we've got a lot of uh, Jurassic Park to look forward to. Jurassic Park, now uh, Domination comes out, I think it's Domination, later on this year, and I will be doing a behind the scenes of some more Jurassic Park movies, so stay tuned and keep a listen, keep an ear out for those when they're released. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of Sci-Fi Fans. If you like it here, then why not join me on uh, YouTube, TikTok and Facebook. To be honest, the Facebook channel doesn't get a lot of love recently, and that's because I'm just too busy doing other things. But I will be going back to Facebook very soon. In the meantime, check out my daily videos on TikTok under Sci-Fi1, SCI.FI1. Or alternatively, find me on YouTube where I do videos every other day. And guess what? YouTube Sci-Fi fans. Thanks again for listening and take care of yourselves and I'll be back soon. Bye. information in this podcast episode is researched by myself, Wayne Blinko. I use various websites such as IMDB or official websites from actors, films or film studios. Thank you very much.